Thanks for listening to the podcast today, but man, the summer heat is really getting to us. It is, isn't it? Yep. This summer heat is scorching, especially when your AC goes out of your house. That's true. (laughs) That's my world right now. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) we're trying to cool off this morning. We have an amazing guest on today um, that took ministry in the summer to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. We're talking about they have a pool now. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Fortenberry of Soul City Church here in Jackson is with us to talk about ministering in Midtown Jackson. But first, we'd like to stop on a couple of events around the corner. Yep. So uh, we've mentioned this one in the last several episodes. Impact training is coming. Uh, the first one is August the 4th at Country Woods in Byram. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are six others at six different locations around the state, all the way from the coast to Cleveland. So we say from the coast to the Delta, right? And so more information is, of course, at NBC.org.com. Events. That's right. And we have a, a summer literacy missions conference. Get that out. There mm-hmm. you go. July 28th to 30th at uh, Gateway Camp. Uh, it's kind of like an ESL training and tutoring event. Uh, expect it to be a pretty good turnout. Yeah. And then, man, I can't believe you put this one on here the annual event. October. We had someone ask about this the other day. Yeah. Our annual meeting is coming up in October. October you know the that? 25th and 26th, which seems like a long way away, but probably will be here pretty quick. So there are a lot of other events as well. As I said earlier, nbcb.org slash events, and you can see all of those things that we have going on around the state. So ministry in the summer is very interesting, Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people are traveling. I've heard of a lot of mission trips. Actually, this year it's been good to see global missions kind of come back for a lot of churches, uh, taking uh, the gospel overseas in different countries. I've seen a lot of groups out recently. But here in Jackson, there's something new happening uh, that involves a pool. But what's not new is the church. So, Scott, you're with us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? Good to have you across the table. Glad uh, to be here. For us, uh, with us. And uh, so before we jump into this pool thing, uh, tell me about your church, the, the context, your ministry, a little bit of the history there. Absolutely. So we're right in the heart of the city of Jackson in Midtown area, right behind Baptist Hospital, um, About six years ago, uh, my family and I moved back here, found out some family history. In 1835, there was an African-American church meeting in the basement of First Baptist Jackson. Wow, okay. And those two churches decided to part ways, and I found out that my great-great-grandfather donated the land to the African-American church. Oh, wow. And so it's kind of a cool deal. They ended up naming the church in his honor, so it's Mount Helm Baptist Church, and Huh. My great-great-grandfather was Thomas Helm. Awesome. So my grandmother told me that story as we were moving back and uh, really kind of solidified the call that God was calling us to come back home and to tell mm-hmm. what God was was doing. And so um, as we started the journey, um, we uh, explored the city and narrowed in on Midtown. That same grandmother told me later, she said, Scott, you mind giving me a ride in that neighborhood? And I said, sure. And so we're driving around. I'm showing her all the spots and we get to the north part of the neighborhood, and she said, I used to live in that house, and I used to live in that wow, house, yeah, and that yeah, house. So yeah, she points wow. out seven or eight houses in the north end of the neighborhood. Yeah. And um, so we kind of feel like God started something in our family's life almost 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was part of that, and then we're now um, still living in the the fruits and the roots of, yeah. of family history. And um, in an interesting neighborhood, it's a predominantly African-American neighborhood, and I'm not. And mm-hmm. so it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's been a fun journey. Yeah, fun yeah. journey. Yeah. So uh, exactly, when did you guys get started, and uh, 
kind of the heart behind Soul City? Because I know you guys do some interesting things. We do. Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm glad you asked <laughs> it that way. <laughs> well, uh, so that's a, yeah, great, a great way. We do some interesting things. Yeah. So moved back in 2016. The church actually started in January of 2018. Mm-hmm. We follow what we say is an upside-down model of ministry. And what that means is we serve the city first. Yeah. And so okay. we look for very practical ways to do that. So um, we've done work in houses. We've cut yards. Mm-hmm. We've... Uh, fixed sinks and I'm the least handyman on the planet. And yet (laughs) I have contacts that know how to do a lot of this stuff. Most recently we've opened a city swimming pool. And so, you know, just kind of all kinds of of funny stuff in order to reach people right where they're at. Mm -hmm. That gives us opportunity to then intentionally invest our lives. Yeah. Really the word for that's discipleship. Yeah. But it's, it's the process of just pouring your life into somebody else's and them actually reciprocating by pouring their life uh, back into you. And so as a result of meeting someone's need and then having your needs met by meeting others' mm-hmm. needs, um, we're watching people live a bold life of worship. And yeah. so it's just really the model flipped on yeah. its head, and um, it's backwards. And so we do a lot of things that people don't ever, quote-unquote, show up for church. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, But we are seeing people now that mm-hmm. are starting to respond. Yeah. You know, part of it is, I think, it, and... You know, you see this if you've seen any of the coverage of the pool, but you guys were doing this before the pool came. You're giving opportunities for people to build value in themselves. So, like, they, they you not only have bikes, right, yeah, but right. you create a bike shop, right. right, where guys can come and work and then earn a bike kind of deal, right? Tell me about some of those things. Absolutely. That's, that's a great thing, John, that we're... Our neighborhood is a neighborhood in poverty, and so mm-hmm. uh, been trying to understand and and figure out how do you address poverty. And and yeah. the truth is, as the church, typically as established churches, we're not real good with dealing with people in poverty. Yeah, uh, just because we don't know what to do. Um, poverty is really just a, a symbol of broken relationship. Mm. And so one of the things that I say a lot is that my job as the pastor in Soul City is to leverage the relationships God has given me on behalf of those that I serve. Mm. And so it is a process of connecting relationships and making things happen. And a part of that is self-worth and yeah. and being able to earn stuff. So we'll have teams come in and serve a meal, but we don't ever allow a team to just serve a meal. You come in and eat a meal with us. Uh, yeah. um, and yeah. it just it changes the dynamic from mm. here, I can give you this, to here, right. let's do this together. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with a, a bicycle. We have the bicycle shop, mm-hmm. and um, a teenager that works at least six hours on a bicycle gets to ride that bicycle home. Yeah. Well, that gives us two things. One, he's going to take better care of that bicycle than if I just gave it to him. But the other deal is that gives us six hours to talk to a kid. Yeah, yeah. Kid Mm -hmm. is much more likely to share his story with us while he's fixing a flat tire or Mm -hmm. fixing the brakes or whatever than he is if it's like, hey, tell me your story. (laughs) You know, (laughs) look at you like you're weird. Yeah. So we try to involve people in all areas of the ministry and, Mm -hmm. um, we try to, as best we can, have Midtown people working on Midtown projects. Yeah, yeah. So. That's cool. I saw you have a basketball court, lots of basketball. We do. We play basketball a lot. Again, yeah. I'm not a basketball player, <laughs> um, but we do. We do an event about once a month called Burgers and Basketball. Yeah. And so nice. we bring out a grill and cook 80 to, hamber- 80 to 100 hot dogs and yeah, yeah. hot hamburgers and play basketball and uh, just build relationship. The mm-hmm. basketball court is next door to the pool. Yeah, uh, so it works really well, especially over the last week as we're watching people play basketball and then come go swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let, we we've talked about it a little bit. So let's talk about the pool. So where in earth did you get an idea 
to renovate <laughs> and use a pool for your ministry? Like, explain this for me. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, you know, you're not the first person to ask me that question. <laughs> okay, I know, right? If what you are you a, thinking, you Scott? Nickel for and every, time. <laughs> every time I got asked that question. So it actually started uh, over in South Jackson, um, New Horizon Ministries, Ronnie Crudup Jr., uh, reopened the swimming pool on Terry Road. And I was just kind of watching what he was doing and exploring and asking him questions about what and why and how. And um, one of the stories that came out of that time was there's a store across the street from that swimming pool. And in the summer after it was open the first summer, uh, the owner of that store went to Ronnie and said, um, for the first time in 20 years, our store didn't get broken into this summer. And wow. we think it's because you did yeah. the swimming pool you yeah. gave. And so there was a huge swimming pool that was a ginormous eyesore in the middle of our neighborhood Mm. that I would drive by and say, man, wouldn't it be cool if God, Mm -hmm. can you imagine if God would do something there? And one day I had a friend driving around, we were exploring the ministry and honestly, I was hoping to hook him on something that we were doing so he would be involved and I'm showing him all the different, the bike shop and the Mm -hmm. pottery shop and Mm -hmm. the church, you know, our church building, Medgar Evers held his last NAACP meeting in there. And Mm so I got all these different things happening and we drive by the pool and I say, I think God's going to let us use that pool one day. And he and I stop and we're talking about it. And his 13 year old daughter was in the back seat. And she, she went through his golf bag and pulled out his range finder and goes to the end of the pool and goes, Daddy, this is long enough to put a swim team. We could do a swim team right here. <laughs> and Chris McAlpin turned to me with eyes as big as saucers and said, we're going to make this happen. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. two years later, yeah. we just celebrated on the news, baptizing kids in the swimming <laughs> yeah, pool. And, yeah. you know, we got, you know, in about 30 minutes, I'll have... 30 or 40 kids swimming around in the splashing around, having fun. And so what we say is that God redeems swimming pools, but ultimately it's a picture of what God does in all of our lives. Mm -hmm, He mm -hmm. comes into what's dead and nasty and broken and not useful for anybody. Yeah. And he takes all the mud and the muck out of us and he places a brand new coat of paint Mm -hmm. on us and says, bless the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, I love the picture. I tell people, Putting blue paint in that swimming pool was like putting the bat signal out in my neighborhood. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, yeah, people are showing bright up. Bright blue. Yeah. I was I was swimming in the pool this morning with my kids. At eight o'clock this morning, we we're training for a triathlon, and um, a family man, wife, and two kids came by the pool, going, "When can we come swimming?" Yeah. So you know, I mean, yeah. it's, they were from across the tracks. Yeah. So it's a, it really does. It's a different way to draw people in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. your presence in the neighborhood obviously is significant. If it if it were only the church building there, serving meals and that sort of thing, but your presence in the neighborhood, revitalizing a pool, setting up shop to fix bicycles, setting up a place for pottery, you know, that has to be encouraging to the whole culture that there is life. There's a possibility yeah. of life. Yeah. I think it's it's been good. And it also communicates specifically the pool. Mm-hmm. Um while y'all all look at me and go, why is a church doing a pool? <laughs> Try to look at a neighborhood and they go, oh, yeah. they oh, start yeah. going. But what it communicates is we really care about the neighborhood because yeah, there's right. not a direct benefit to the church. Yeah. This is something that is just simply mm. good for our neighborhood. Yeah, sure. and, and it starts to communicate life and excitement and mm-hmm. um, longevity that... The other question that people have for me is, how, how long is he going to be here? Yeah. And so consistency... You're so right. Matters yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the long term. And things like the pool, that's a, a, a bit of an anchor. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an investment. It's an investment for sure. And, w- and one thing I noticed from this weekend that I think it's I'm always trying to capture this and see how Jesus is representing the news locally. Mm-hmm. And to see, I, I counted three news stations that covered. Uh, I saw videos from three, three different news stations. But please take note of that. If God's doing something great in mm-hmm. your ministry, tell the news. See if yeah. they can come. Yeah. But on that note, what you just talked about was that here we are in an area where normally, I, I'm, a, I'm just assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, but the news is usually very negative. It is. And you it just is. told a very positive news story yeah. in the middle of that neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's amazing the stories that happen on the news. We get scared of what, well, the news won't report that. The news showed the Baptist. <laughs> they did. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean and then right they, had, they have Jerry on there saying, um, based on your profession of faith, and yeah. because you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, <laughs> yeah. and Amen. pushes her underwater, and yeah. it's like that's on the news. Yeah, three times on three different stations. So, yeah, that's um, so awesome. The news does, you know, they ask me the same question you were like. Like most of the time, our, our reporting out of here is bad, and so I told them yeah. the story I've been saying all along. Everybody wants to talk about Jackson, and they want to talk about the bullet holes or the crime. Mm-hmm. They want to talk about mm-hmm. the potholes or the broken infrastructure and the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Garbage issues and the water issues and all that. Those are only part of the story of the Jackson because the real story of the city of Jackson is people that take Jesus into those holes. Mm -hmm. And so all across our city, there's some incredible people Mm -hmm. doing incredible things that are bringing Jesus into some hard, difficult places. And I think we ought to celebrate those stories and go, look what God's doing right here in uh, the center of our state. Yeah. Sure. I, I was when I was watching those videos too. I was really encouraged by there was a, a young man and a young lady that they were interviewing. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they are, but college uh, students from really, Mississippi College. Okay, yeah. well those guys, they were telling the story. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, this yeah. thing was nasty, but you know we came in and cleaned it up, and now it's a wonderful gift. And I know that not only those two guys are, are involved in it, but but churches are involved in it and they can, I mean, they've come alongside you and helped you along the way. So how many do you think churches have come alongside you in this process? Of, of the swimming pool? Yeah. So we were doing some calculations this week and I think we have had over 25 teams in this year alone. Wow, yeah. That have helped do uh, different things and we're in July. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I know That's I have awesome. a team coming this Sunday and next Sunday. Uh, so, and I got several lined up throughout the fall. So we're anticipating being close to 40, uh, 40 teams this calendar year. What all does that look like? It looks like what you want it to. (laughs) Um, we have opportunities to serve. And so one of the, one of the, the strong benefits of Soul City Church has been that we've been a great opportunity to be a mission outpost, Mm. um, large church, small church, um, Mm. we, People, local churches um, can use us on a pretty regular basis. And so it goes anywhere from we feed every Sunday at church and then we feed before our student ministry on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. So we do a, we're feeding 40 to 50 people every Sunday and Monday. So we have teams that come in and fix that meal to construction, to fixing a swimming pool, Mm -hmm. to um, we're actually, I have a meeting tomorrow. We're going to look at a house in the neighborhood where we're going to do some work at a, a neighbor's house. Yeah. We've built porches and ramps. And um, so we have construction stuff, but we also do things like uh, burgers and basketball. This Saturday mm-hmm. we'll do burgers and basketball. We're partnering with a local church that'll come in yeah. and um, and help us and use that as an evangelism opportunity mm-hmm. and really an opportunity to just love on our neighborhood. So I say we have people projects and project projects. Yeah. It really kind of depends on the team or the church, what what the skills are, the people yeah, that they're yeah. sending. 
Um, student ministries come a good bit. Um, sometimes it can we can get large with that, and that <laughs> yeah. can uh, super summer a couple of times has come to us, and yeah. it was like yeah. 150 students. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're gonna yeah. have to use some other ministries in that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We have facilities where people can stay. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of helps if you're going to be here multiple days. One of yeah, our rules okay. is you can't just serve Soul City Church. You have to serve somebody else in our city that's mm. uh, making a difference. And so we okay. partner with several different agencies to, yeah, to yeah. make that happen. Um, but like I said, we have we have a bunkhouse and showers and yeah, the whole yeah, nine yards. Yeah. So That's awesome. I just realized you, you have a big baptism area now. We the, have the pool a, is a big baptism. We have the largest baptism in the state. <laughs> Y'all come on down. Yeah, that's right. We can do mass baptisms. Uh, so awesome. I know this has been a huge thing for you this summer, but oh, just talk a little bit about what, what has God been doing in the ministry and how has this how is this going to catapult you into the fall ministry in your in Midtown? Absolutely. So well, first of all, it's it is watching God do the impossible. Mm, Um, And so you mentioned some of the college students that were interviewed, but I look at our group of college students and I'll put, I'll put our soul city college kids Mm. against anybody in the state. Mm. They're, they're Mm. the best of the best. They are top notch and um, they're completely sold out and they are loving and caring for each other in in really remarkable ways. Jerry Tyson, our college pastor and student pastor um, is doing a phenomenal job of creating an environment of discipleship in that, in that, Mm. in those guys. So I am watching them watch God do the impossible and I can't wait to see what happens throughout here. So we've had um, three worship leaders in our time there. One of them is at a church plant in Utah right now. Mm. One of them is planting a church in New Orleans and the one that we currently have will end up doing something big in the kingdom. And so that's the other thing is we're kind of a a training ground. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and so yeah, we're kind of yeah. training college kids, Bellhaven kids, Millsaps mm-hmm. kids, uh, Mississippi College kids, uh, and giving them an opportunity to uh, do some real hands-on ministry and watch them change the world. As we look forward to the fall, yeah. um, I am really excited ab- about watching what's happening in our neighborhood. So e- even over the, excuse me, <coughs> I told you I'd call at some <laughs> point in the... Anybody that knows me is laughing because it's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, this swimming pool, like I said, it is changing the dynamic of who we are in the neighborhood. Mm. And it is truly showing us as somebody who, who cares about what's going on mm. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's been really exciting. Midtown Partners is kind of the agency that's made a lot of changes in our neighborhood. And um, I'm on the board there. And so it's been just... Uh, really neat to see partnerships that are occurring and the impact that that's going to have. We also are on the verge of of watching some of these teenagers catch it. They're, mm. they're catching the gospel and it's starting to transform their lives. So we have a 30-year strategy that says mm. we're going to raise a generation that will be the change in the neighborhood. Um, and so it's a long-term commitment, um, recognizing that there's limitations on what a skinny white guy can do, uh, <laughs> but there's not limitations on what God can do. Yeah, but absolutely. you've been there for four or five years, and now you're staking your claim even longer by just working on this pool. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully people are seeing that, right? Yeah. And you'll see that response, the fruit. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good, man. I, we appreciate the work that you do. And man, honestly, you know this to be true, but uh, some of the most exciting work that's happening in our state are people like you who are planting themselves inside of a neighborhood. We call them church planters, but really yeah. they're planting themselves That's inside right. of an area. And 
and making those long-term investments. And uh, it's fun to watch it. It's yeah. fun to watch. So. so what you're seeing in Midtown Jackson, I know it's unique to your context, but we have a lot of listeners across the state. And just how could you encourage the leader and name the town Mississippi? Yeah. Uh, they don't all have pools. That's <laughs> right. correct. But to uh, be creative, I see that's a very creative arm of ministry mm-hmm. and how God can use that. So what, what would you say to those folks in their context across the state how to, um, I don't know, be it, find something to be a catalyst for ministry, continue ministry, taking it forward, and thinking of new ways to do ministry in their area? I love how Dr. Perkins kind of answers that mm-hmm. question. And basically what he says is that instead of coming into the community and finding out what I need to fix, mm. come into a community and ask the community what they see needs to be fixed. Mm. And then as they see it, bring them alongside the journey of addressing that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the community says, look what we did. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the best news. If you can get yourself out of the story and let yeah. the community start to have some of that self-actualization mm-hmm. where they start to go, oh, this is what we can do. All of a sudden, your voice is a lot louder mm. um, in their lives because they recognize the community effort, and it yeah. gives you gives you a, a better voice. So, really, um, small town USA, small town Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, and we're full of them. And I've I've pastured in small town Mississippi, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of things I would do differently, knowing the experiences I have now. And and one of those would be just sitting down and listening, going, what is happening in our city? Yeah, that we don't really know about. Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, as churches, we have a tendency to kind of know about what we know about and not know about what we don't know about. (laughs) And so I would start finding out in our, in my neighborhood, what's, what's, what's happening? Where are people hurting? Mm. And then how do they see that we could fix those hurts? Yeah. So what you're saying is some people want to go in and do what they'd rather do and they don't listen. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, 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 you didn't say that, but I'll, I'll say that. It's easy to do something that you'd rather do. So I went right? to a conference one time, and they had us stare eyeball to eyeball with the person sitting next to us. Mm-hmm. And they made us look at each other for about a minute and a half, staring each other up and down. And then at the end of that, they said, okay, point out everything that's wrong with the person sitting there next mm-hmm. to you. And so the room went silent. Yeah. Mm. And he goes, you're not going to do that interpersonally. Why do you come in to mm. a community and point out everything that's wrong with that community? Mm. Mm. Wow. It's offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that that was an <laughs> eye-opener for me of like, man, wow, that's, yeah, that's good. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, for real. Well, we love this. We love hearing what's happening right down the road mm-hmm. while we're here in downtown Jackson as well. And so... Did you have anything else you want to throw out there? Oh, I could talk for days. I don't want to cut you off. We're good. I'll talk about Midtown until I'm blue in the face. (laughs) But uh, you you didn't say this either uh, about teams uh, coming alongside you, but you've heard about the need in in Midtown Jackson. And so uh, as you're listening right now and you hear what God's doing in the city of Jackson, I'm sure um, you'd be available uh, to talk to folks if they have any questions, right? Absolutely. You're not busy or anything. I would love (laughs) to have you come. You're so busy. Come make a difference. So I appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining in this episode. I know the summer is hot. We joke about it, but uh, the fall is coming, and we are looking forward to ministry. And we we are aware that this could be a very busy season for you and your church context, uh, getting ready for the fall kickoff. August is a big launch for a lot of churches. And uh, please uh, feel free to give us a call here at the building if we can help you in any way. We appreciate each of you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. Please share this podcast as you are listening to this uh, wherever you are driving down the road. We love to get some shares and likes. Appreciate it. Thanks, y'all.